0: Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we pray that we who are here, that you shall help us to be living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. We thank you, Lord, that we have these ears to be listening to what we are hearing right now. We thank you, Lord, that we are part of the living We pray, Father, that you would consecrate us to your service and make us instruments by which your will will be done on this earth. The great work that is to be done in these last days. We pray, Father, that as we go through your words now, that these words shall fit us to be qualified to perform that work. Please, for that sake, Lord, I pray, please put your words in my mouth, that the words spoken shall give life and spirit to all that are listening helping us to be qualified for the great work we have to do. In Jesus' name of pray. Amen. <laughs> Conflict and Courage March 23 Who is the Lord? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 Pharaoh sowed obstinacy and he reaped obstinacy. He himself put this seed into the soil. There was no more need for God by some new power to interfere with its growth, than there is for him to interfere with the growth of a grain of corn. All that is required is that a seed shall be left to germinate and spring up to bring forth. Pharaoh saw the mighty working of the Spirit of God. He saw the miracles which the Lord performed by his servants, but he refused obedience to God's command. The rebellious king had proudly inquired, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? Exodus chapter 5 verse 2. And as the judgments of God fell more and more heavily upon him, he persisted in stubborn resistance. By rejecting light from heaven, he became hard and unimpressible. The providence of God was revealing his power. And these manifestations, unacknowledged, were the means of hardening Pharaoh's heart against greater light. Those who exalt their own ideas above the plainly specified will of God are saying, as did Pharaoh, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? Every rejection of light hardens the heart and darkens the understanding, and thus men find it more and more difficult to distinguish between right and wrong, and they become bolder in resisting the will of God. He who has once yielded to temptation will yield more readily the second time. Every repetition of the sin lessens his power of resistance, blinds his eyes and stifles conviction. Every seed of indulgence sown will bear fruit. God worked no miracle to prevent the harvest. He who manifests an infidel hardihood, a stolid indifference to divine truth, is but reaping the harvest of that which he has himself sown. It is thus that multitudes come to listen with stoical indifference to the truths that once stirred their very souls. They sowed neglect and resistance to the truth, and such is the harvest which they reap. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Who is the Lord? This title is gotten from the question asked by Pharaoh to Moses and Aaron when they came to him to give him the message from God which told him to let the children of Israel go. Our key text is taken from the book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 which says Be not deceived God is not mocked For whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap the last time we looked at when god called moses and moses accepted the call of god and i would like to remind us if the lord is telling you to do any work whether it is secular or spiritual do not do it in self-confidence like moses let us have that self-distrust and depend on god because without him we can do nothing now moses has taken upon himself to do the work in full confidence in God knowing that he who had called him is faithful and will also do what he said he will do he comes to the children of Israel first of all he meets his brother Aaron and they are happy to see each other perhaps not seen each other for that 40 years and now they are happy to see each other and he tells Aaron what the Lord has told him and all the signs that he saw and the Lord told him that when he sees the elders of the children of Israel that he should show them those signs the first sign being the uh, the rod changing to to the serpent and then the leprous hand and the Lord told him if those two signs don't work go and take a water from the river Nile and pour it on the floor for them and that, that water will turn to blood and the people will know that indeed it is God that sent him because they they needed a They needed something to make them know that indeed Moses was sent from God because they didn't want to get into something that would get them into trouble. So when Moses met the elders of the children of Israel, he did as the Lord said. He showed them the three signs and the Bible records that the elders and the people fell upon their face and worshipped. They believed and knew that indeed God had sent Moses. Now Moses was to go to Pharaoh to give Pharaoh a simple thus saith the Lord. No miracle, no sign, just to tell him what the Bible says. That's simply what they came to tell Pharaoh. Here is what the word of God says. Today, people also come to tell us what the word of God says. How do you react? Let us see how Pharaoh reacted. In the book of Exodus chapter 5, reading from verse 1 down to verse 4, it says, And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice, to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee. Three days journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, Lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you onto your burdens? And the story goes this way when Moses had uh, tried to make the children of Israel to go and worship God. Before I move on, let us all hold on to this one point. The issue between God and Pharaoh was an issue of worship. These were two kings in opposition. Here was Pharaoh and then the king of kings. King of Egypt and the king of kings. And as we go further into other devotions, it will be made clearer, but I'll just say this for now. The bondage of the children of Israel represents our bondage in sin. The king of Egypt, represented by Pharaoh, represents none other than the devil himself. And the king of the children of Israel is God himself and here is a clash between God's people and the people of uh, Egypt and the clash is a clash of who will you worship the issue here was an issue of worship God said let them go so they can worship me it was just a plain request he made and the request was not granted a thought said the Lord was given to Pharaoh Pharaoh said I don't know the Lord who is he to tell me what to do that's what Pharaoh was asking you know, for Pharaoh to ask this kind of question, he had backing and when he saw that Aaron and Moses were trying to carry out what they had said, he got offended and he told his people, the people of Egypt, that they should increase the work of the children of Israel, the Hebrews. And then they were made because they were building structures. Perhaps these pyramids that we see, it was part of the things they were probably building for the uh, pharaohs, for Egypt. and. He made them go to get the materials before they were just the builders and they carry a lot of uh, straw and use it to make brick and then they use it to build the structures that Pharaoh told them to build. But this time, they were made to go and get the straw by themselves or, and it was difficult. They didn't give them straw. They were supposed to get it and make it for themselves and still fulfill the quota for a day. And they were hastened to do the work and when they couldn't finish the work, the the officers, the ones who were kept in charge of the workers, were flogged. They were beaten by Pharaoh. It was a sore trial for them. They, as they were, they were flogged. They went to meet Pharaoh and asked Pharaoh, "Why didn't you do your part? You were supposed to give us a straw, and then we do the building." And Moses, Pharaoh told them in his, his words. you people are idle you are idle that's why you want to go and worship i will increase your work for you that's what he told them and they met aaron and moses along the way and as usual what would the people do they didn't trust in the lord and they started to blame moses and aaron and here is where the lord met with pharaoh again requesting him to let the children of israel go politely the lord just requested no fighting just requesting let them worship me they are my people but pharaoh will not listen You see this question who is the lord that pharaoh asked which is the title of our devotion for today what does it actually mean for one to ask who is the lord like i said for pharaoh to ask that question he had backing he knew very well that he had some power when moses and aaron went later on to meet pharaoh something happened to make you us understand that this man had backing in exodus 7 reading from verse 8 it says and the lord spake unto moses and unto aaron saying when pharaoh shall speak unto you saying show a miracle for you then thou shalt say unto aaron take thy rod and cast it before pharaoh and it shall come become a serpent and moses and aaron went in unto pharaoh and they did so as the lord had commanded and aaron cast down his rod before pharaoh and before his servants and he became a serpent Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. Now the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods, and he hardened Pharaoh's heart, that he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had said. So you see that Pharaoh actually thought he had some power behind him. For him, These are his workers. Who is the Lord to come and tell me what to do? That's what he was asking. So I'm saying, what does it mean to ask this question? How do we apply it to ourselves? We read in Conflict and Courage, page 88, paragraph 3. By rejecting light from heaven, he became hard and unimpressible. The providence of God was revealing his power. So what's the providence here? All the signs that he was seeing. The providence of God was revealing his power and these manifestations unacknowledged were the means of hardening Pharaoh's heart against greater light. Those who exalt their own ideas above the plainly specified will of God are saying as did Pharaoh, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice. Every rejection of light hardens the heart and darkens the understanding. And thus men find it more and more difficult to distinguish between right and wrong, and they become bolder in resisting the will of God. In other words, when we say who is the Lord, we are saying, I've heard what the word of God says, you've shown me from the Bible, but on what basis should I listen? Who is he to tell me what to do? What makes him think that he has the right to tell me what I can and cannot do? I hear his instructions, clearly, but he is not ruler of my life, therefore, why should I obey him? The king Pharaoh felt he was in his own kingdom and no one had the right to instruct him on his throne and certainly not a god who did not, who he didn't acknowledge or who didn't even acknowledge his own supremacy, neither did he acknowledge the gods, which is God of heaven, his supremacy over his own life. Pharaoh never outrightly claimed not to be a worshipper of Jehovah. It is his attitude towards God's instruction that shows that and so also with us we may claim to be worshippers of God but our attitude and our characters show that we are just like Pharaoh saying who is the Lord don't look at the what you call yourself your religion and say oh I'm a Christian that's not what matters there are many Christians who are modern-day Pharaohs and they're asking who is the Lord? How? How are you asking it? The same way Pharaoh asked it, a plain thought says the Lord was given to him. A scripture was given to him. Not necessarily written, but it was the Word of God. And he was told, this is what the Word of God says. This is how you, what you are supposed to do. In fact, what Pharaoh did not know is that God was speaking to him through Moses. But to him, he was just seeing a shepherd carrying a rod, a herdsman, that's what he was seeing. Just one man who controls sheep? What even gave him the right to come into my off, my uh, court to talk to me, telling me about a certain God? Most likely, he thought that Moses was just bluffing, by the way. If you read the first paragraph of our devotion, it says, reading from Conflict and Courage, page 87, paragraph 2, it says, The time for Israel's deliverance had come. But God's purpose was to be accomplished in a manner to pour contempt on human pride. The deliverer, which was supposed to be Moses, was to go forth as a humble shepherd with only a rod in his hand. But God would make that rod the symbol of his power. And it is this that annoyed Pharaoh. Who is this person coming with a rod to tell me the Lord said, who is the Lord that I should obey him? And today, like I was saying, we have many modern day Pharaohs. They will only listen to someone who they think is greater than them but they will not listen to the humble instruments that the lord has chosen to use to instruct them what is the humble instrument it is the word of god and whoever comes to tell us a thought said the lord we must understand that it is not the person who is speaking anymore but it is god exodus 7 reading from verse 1 hear these words carefully and the lord said unto moses see i have made thee a god to pharaoh and aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet thou shalt speak all that i command thee and aaron thy brother shall speak unto pharaoh that he send the children out of his hand so moses was god to pharaoh but pharaoh was in contempt of moses who is this shepherd that is talking to me who is the lord that i should obey him and he would look in contempt at moses Many of us look in contempt at the humble instruments that the Lord uses to correct us. Sometimes we don't want to hear the correction from God. There are many ways we say, Who is the Lord? We tell people who direct us to the Word of God. Whenever you do that, somebody is showing you something from the scriptures and you are telling the person, Who are you to tell me what I can and cannot do? Whereas the person is pointing to God's Word. You are verily saying, Who is the Lord? When you reject a plain scripture, has not been bound by it you say yes i can see what the scripture said but it's not for us and that's today's 20th century 21st century christians they will tell you that the word of god doesn't apply to them that it was for that time that this scripture cannot be practiced now that the lord is not really int- intending that we do it by doing that we are also saying who is the lord when we refuse to obey and we are asking who is brother this or who is sister that or who is pastor this or elder that to tell me what to do whereas these people are telling you things from the scriptures it's not just anybody now but whenever people tell you, thi- tell you things from the scriptures and you start to ask questions instead of you to focus on the words they are telling you you say this person said that brother said this sister said who are they to even tell me what to do even if you don't see who are they to tell me what to do but you are attributing you forget and you to, to, to attribute and acknowledge that it is God who is talking to you not that humble instrument you are looking at and because of that you throw contempt on what the person is telling you to do then you are verily saying who is the lord like pharaoh when you are in the wrong and a person tries to correct you with god's word and you indignantly ask bible said what what do you mean the bible said what god's word said what and then you request to be left alone and you say oh please leave me alone please 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 just leave me alone you are verily saying who is the Lord? Whenever someone uses God's word to correct you and you ask the person not to bring the word into the issue or you cast the instruction aside and you tell the person, oh, Don't get all religious on me. Don't bring Bible into this one. You know many people in their businesses, they ask who is the Lord. When you tell them this is what the word of God says and how we should conduct business, they'll say, Look, we must separate business from God. By doing that, you're also asking, who is the Lord? But what is it that makes people come to this place where they are asking who is the Lord? In the book of Proverbs 30, reading from verse 7 to 9, we read, it says, Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, lest I be fool and deny thee, and say, who is the lord or lest i be poor and steal and take the name of god in vain so who are the people that are classified in what condition do we find them those who say who is the lord in this passage in proverbs 30 reading from verse f- verse 9 it is when we are full of ourselves or when we have too much and we have plenty of there's this confidence in self that we start to ask who is the lord i already have my way of doing things i have my ideas I have my own opinions, so I don't need anybody telling me what to do. Like we read in Conflict and Courage, page 88, paragraph 3, it says, Those who exalt their own ideas above the plainly specified will of God are saying, as did Pharaoh, who is the Lord. I'll, I'll get specific now. You see, the Bible is clear on how we are to dress males and females to so the gender um, specificity. But today, many are exalting their own ideas above what the Word of God says. And I know as I'm saying this, for someone who doesn't agree with this, it's already it may already get very obnoxious to your ears that I'm even bringing it up. But I hope you don't feel that way. The distinction, the plain distinction that the Lord has placed between the dress of the male and the female today, many people are asking who is the Lord on that matter. When you bring up the issue of the commandments of God, on the Sabbath, for example, many people will ask, Who is the Lord? How are they asking who is the Lord? By holding on to their own ideas above a plainly specified will of God. You may not say with your mouth, Who is the Lord? But the very spirit in you is asking, Who is the Lord? Please take away that that 19th century thing away from me. Who is the Lord? And some will say, Who is Ellen White? some will say who is pastor this but they, they, they will really not say well, who is the bible or who is the lord but actually they are saying so by rejecting the word of god all pharaoh did by to ask who is the lord was to reject the word of god that was given to him thus said the lord let my people go thus saith the lord keep the sabbath thus saith the lord thou shalt not steal thus said the lord this is how you should conduct your business don't overreach don't do things that show that you are taking advantage of another person thus said the Lord do not engage in polygamy and yet you say I will do it, it doesn't concern me those things are not for me, this is my opinion this is how I feel it should be done you are verily like Pharaoh saying who is the Lord but what causes it is when you become full of yourself when you have too much and then you are living in the land of plenty And that's why we see there's so much who is the Lord in places where there seem to be apparent prosperity. Prosperity in material things makes people to ask who is the Lord? What do I need him for? Who is he to tell me what to do? Why? Because they have all that the heart could wish. I've met someone before who will follow the Lord brought up in that manner. But because he had become very prosperous and he asked me, don't you know? That when you go to Africa, they are so religious, is it not because of their poverty that if there was no poverty, nobody will need God? These are the words of someone who used to be a follower of God and later started to contemplate or dabble in uh, the be- in atheism, maybe the belief that there is no God that it is just poverty that causes it Hmm. And this is probably what was in the mind of Pharaoh. Who is this? You people are just following a God. Look at you shepherd, poor people, and you're telling me the Lord. Who is the Lord that I should obey him? But then, when we ask who is the Lord, and you cannot follow a plain thought, then you are inviting the wonders of God in your life. Because the next thing that followed for Pharaoh is not something that he enjoyed. Since he wanted to know who the Lord was, Lord revealed himself to him, and we will see that of course in subsequent devotions. But for today, suffice to say that we need to respect the humble instruments that the Lord uses to speak to us because when we despise them, we are verily despising Jesus. In the book of Matthew, chapter 25, from verse 41 to 46, we see this all too popular passage where Jesus says that it is him that is either being treated with contempt all with respect when his people his messengers are treated in the same manner in Matthew 25 reading from verse 41 he says then shall he say also unto them on the left hand depart from me you cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels for i was unhungered and you gave me no meat i was thirsty and you gave me no drink i was a stranger and you took me not in naked and you clothed me not sick and in prison and you visited me not then shall they say also then shall they also answer him saying Lord when saw so we thee hungered or athirst, thirst or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee then shall he answer them saying verily I say unto you inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these he did it not to me and these shall go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into eternal life hmm. have you come to the place where you understand that when somebody brings a thought said the lord to you you are to respect the word of god and not to look at the instrument that is being used to talk to you some people have so much prejudice in them that they hate certain people that even if the person speaks the greatest truth because it is coming from that person they will not listen and that was how it was for Pharaoh He had contempt for Moses and Aaron because they were mere shepherds just came with a rod into his court not dressed in magnificent dresses like himself not posh like him and then telling him what to do who gave them that right and there are many who are like that today because of their education because they are attached to their name doctor, professor, master, degree holder um, they claim they are educated. Then when someone humble who did not go to the schools they went to comes with the word of God and tells them, Sir, ma, this is what the word of God says. They get offended and say, who is the Lord? Even though they don't see it with their mouth, the very fact that they cast aside the word of God because they don't want to humble themselves, their pride cannot allow themselves to listen to someone who they consider to be lower than them their pride do not allow it, therefore they would not listen and they would say who is the Lord. Let us be open to listen to the humble instruments that show us the way of the Lord. I'm not saying now that we get into this whole respect of touch not my anointed kind of stuff where every pastor is calling themselves anointed. No, it's not everyone that's anointed. There are many false prophets everywhere. It is the word of God I'm referring to. When you know that someone has shown you from the scriptures, this is what the word of God says, and the person has rightly divided the word of truth because there are many people who are turning the word of God upside down, rightly dividing the word of truth like it was done for Pharaoh. He first of all thought he would, they were joking but when the serpent was brought and the, um, the, the rods that were changed the serpent and Aaron's rod, which was a serpent now, swallowed that of his own magicians. Now he was without excuse, the word of God was now rightly divided he couldn't say he doesn't know who the lord is and so many of us too you cannot pretend like you don't know what the word of god says when it has been plainly stated to you shown clearly to you that this is what it is you cannot pretend like say oh i don't really understand it it's not really clear to me you are still saying who is the lord but when it has been plainly stated to you and you can see it and yet you reject it you are still saying who is the lord moses was who pharaoh was seeing as far as Pharaoh was concerned, it was Moses, not God, that was speaking to him. Today, it is the same. Some do not see beyond the living preacher who speaks. A thought said the Lord to them. In not listening to Moses, he was not listening to God because Moses stood in the place of God as we have seen in the book of Exodus chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. That passage said there, God said to Moses, I have made you a God unto Pharaoh. There are many today who do not realize this. God has made some men as it were, God to other men not because they have any ability, but because they bear the message of the God of heaven. To reject their words spoken in harmony with the Bible. Remember, I'm not saying anything people say, but when it is in harmony with the Bible and you reject it, that means you are saying who is the Lord. If it is not in harmony with the Bible, we have nothing to fear at all. We have nothing to fear. They are false prophets. We may claim not to know the will of God and plead that as an excuse for our own wrong course of action but when in the face of glaring evidences, even in the smallest of matters we choose to go against God's word and have our own way, we are dangerously hardening our hearts and sinning against the Holy Spirit pharaoh was too proud to be corrected he would rather suffer all the consequences of evil than submit to the humble instruments which the lord was using to correct him he saw moses and aaron two slaves he did not see jehovah to submit to these slaves would be like to take away his own life in fact pharaoh is the type who will say over my dead body how will i listen to mere slaves slaves telling me what to do then they am using one so-called God to be the excuse for telling me what to do God that I don't even know and then there are people today who are doing the same thing because of their like I said their pedigree their achievements academically and they feel like they cannot listen to other people to submit to these slaves would be like to take away his life he was he was too conscious of his image before the people he believed his strength lay not in conceding to defeat and it was pride that was a problem with Pharaoh and it is pride that is a problem with many today. Many of us behave in this way. Pride will not let us to accept the truth because of the humble instruments that the Lord is using to teach us. When we place ourselves as kings before people, in the sense of you you, you have this case, you feel superior to other people. You, how will you listen to them when you have placed yourself as superior? But we need to humble ourselves. That's what we need to do. It becomes humbling for us when we place ourselves as superior. It becomes humbling to us to receive correction and in another case we see it between older people and younger people some people who are they feel like oh I'm older than this person therefore I cannot listen to him it's not possible or you are in a competition with someone else maybe whether it is a spiritual one in your mind you are envious and you don't want to take any correction from this person because to you it looks like defeat because of envy you want to make sure that this person is not the one teaching me anything therefore I'm not going to listen to him you are verily saying who is the Lord so it was with Satan who will not submit himself to Jesus but claimed that he would worship only the Father. In rejecting Jesus, we reject the Father. In rejecting the humble instruments by which the Lord has chosen to correct us, we reject God himself and ask the same question, Who is the Lord? Let us fear lest we say who is the Lord by our actions and attitudes because the end thereof is death. What followed for Pharaoh after asking this question? It is not something that you want to experience. Because if you want to know, you are asking, Who is the Lord? in the sense of, I don't want to follow what the Word of God says. Well, you have to understand that the God loves us and He's trying to help us in giving us instructions from His Word. So when He's telling us what to do, it's out of love. There's no need to get into some kind of contempt because of who the person who is using to correct you or because you don't like what you are told to do. It will do us well to submit. Pharaoh did not submit. And in not submitting, wow. The consequences were very dire. It was terrible for him. And it won't be any different for us when we don't submit to a plain thus saith the Lord. Let us fear lest we do these same things. Remember that all these things that we are going through from the scriptures we are told in the scriptures that they were written for our learning upon whom the ends of the world are come so that we will not make the same mistakes they made. Have we been making the mistake like Pharaoh asking who is the Lord? Is there someone that you hate? Whereas the person is giving you a clear thought said the Lord and you keep finding fault, envious of the person and you will not follow the word of God just because it was this person that spoke to you. Even though it is God's word, you just hate it. I will not do it because it's this person. Or you hate the instruction itself. Now is the time for us to rethink our decisions that we have made in the past. You may have something going on in your mind now that you are remembering some instruction that the Lord has brought to you in the past that you contemptibly cast aside. You were asking who is the Lord. This is an opportunity for us to repent and make a change in those directions and not do what we have been doing in the past and casting the word of God aside like Pharaoh. But rather, let us render obedience to the Lord and not harden our hearts. Let us pray. Dear Father in Heaven, forgive us our sins. Out of our own self-desire and our will, many times we have, like Pharaoh, rejected outrightly Your Word because we didn't like we didn't like it or we just don't like the person who was used to talk to us. Our pride has not allowed us to admit that we were wrong. Our pride has not allowed us to submit to Your Word. Our own carnal desires. Because of it, we do not want to do what you say and we say to people, take away the scriptures from me. I don't want to hear it. Oh Lord in heaven, please forgive us for these things. Help us to properly investigate your word and find out what it is saying with a sincere heart and render obedience to you. Forgive us for the times we have asked who is the Lord. Touch the hearts that are listening. Some were hardened before. I pray Lord that you touch such a heart and soften the heart. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.